0: Good evening, I'm Ron Burgundy and this is what's happening in your world tonight.
1: Cheers Ron, welcome to the second episode of Grass and Gear, nonsensically titled episode 1. Anyway, we should probably do some formal intros, seeing as we never properly did it last time round. I'm Grass, aka FM Grasshopper, writer, YouTuber, streamer, poet, revolutionary, but above all an FMmer. I'm joined here today by Gear, aka Dan Gear of Bolivia fame going seven years without a win with the national team in FM17. Say something, Dan. Something, Dan. Great start. Um, Today's focus is around the world. So um, we're going to look at other people's saves um, around the globe um, and talk about them. That's the beauty of FM, that everyone's universe is their own um, and we can share in, in their own stories. Uh, We could do this in a number of ways, we could split our journey around the globe by the medium of the FM content, so that could be forums, blogs, twitter, discord, slack. Um, But we're going to do it by geography, so we're going to work around the continents, um, and we'll skip between social platforms. So Dan, um, I've tasked you with doing all the homework on this, so I'll admit I've not done much at all. Um, Are you ready to kick us off? Dan?
0: Oh yeah, uh, sorry I was just getting myself ready, Got all the homework i prepared.
1: <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay, w- where are we starting?
0: First up we're going to Mexico with Sir Valerian. He's um, managing Club America. Um, I spoke to him and he said his inspiration was he wanted a non-European club, with a lot of background backstory and um, something he can really connect with. Um, he sent me over his tactic and um, he's playing a controlling narrow four three one two. He's got lots of passing, lots of creative freedom from his players.
1: Yeah, don't forget um, Trevino, Diego Trevino. Probably one of the hottest Nugents I've seen from people's saves uh, this year. I think he took the bold decision of um, selling an established star to make way for this kid. Um, tell us about him.
0: Yeah, I mean, like, I'm sure a lot of people come to this point in their saves when they get like a, a wonder kid almost come up. And um, that's what's happened to serve. He's had um, Trevino come through. So he sold um Colombian midfielder matthias U to Villarreal for eight million to clear the way for Trevina, Where well, he was a deep lion playmaker. Um he played him in the centre midfield on a defensive duty in the middle of the three. This boy's got it all. He's got eighteen determination and work rate, his personality is driven, and at seventeen he's already been capped by Mexico twice and he scored. I love his PPMs, Tony.
1: Uh, player traits, Dan.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, it's, it's player traits. <laughs> get it traits. right. <laughs> <laughs> it's pl- player traits, is choice killer balls, which is one of my favourites. You're going to play a play Mink in the centre midfielder.
1: Yeah, it's one of, it's one of mine, actually. It's probably, the, out of my creative midfield, that's one of the player traits I like to um, get in there, is try killer balls often. Yeah, yeah. It just sounds awesome as well, doesn't it?
0: Yeah, and like you, just sort of, you can just imagine him sitting there and playing, playing the balls through, and that's what you sort of want, if your players want to be in that mould.
1: Yeah. Um, has he won anything?
0: Um, yes. He He's won the opening stage of his league, which was in the twenty nineteen twenty season. They do it in stages in South America, you see, Tony. Uh,
1: Central America.
0: Ah, uh, whatever it's all the same. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, okay.
1: Um We can move well, where on, now then.
0: Move on to Africa next and um talk about a thing there.
1: Oh, um, Do you not want to stay in and do North America and South America, considering that's probably the next logical step on our world tour?
0: Well, I thought Central America covers both, because it's in the the middle. (laughs) It
1: it doesn't, for fuck's sake. Um, Mexico as it stands aren't in um, Comibo anymore. They do choose um, every now and again to swap confederations. So, I would have, you know, you could have selected a ton of South American saves. You could have even plugged my own Estudiantes
0: save. Well, you could have pulled your finger out and done some homework.
1: <laughs> okay, fair play. Um, okay, so over the Atlantic, we're going to Africa. What's going on down there?
0: Well, we're going to visit Diego Mendoza. He's currently ma- in Libya, managing Al Aldi.
1: <laughs> Al Aldi? Uh, Al Ali. Well, that's why I said, was so yeah, Diego, he, he does love an exotic save. Um, last year he picked up uh, Alwada and United Arab Emirates and it's good to see him doing another similar save where he mixes um, South Americans and Arabic slash African players this year. Um, how's it going for Senor uh, Mendoza?
0: Well, he's won the Super Cup, but apart from that he's been a bit shitty don't won anything else. He has managed to sign Javier Saviola there, which is a bit of a romantic yes. sign in. Yeah,
1: I, I love this signing. I think he did something similar last year, but this year it was even more insane the value. I think it was £5 to bring Javier Saviola to um, to uh, Libya. Um, and yeah, I just I think it's just such a romantic signing, isn't it?
0: Yeah, I mean, look, I do quite like that with Diego Saints. He always seems to buy like these like romantic old players and he seems to get them working.
1: Yeah, I know um, Diego shared the other day a. Um, I think it was a futsal video of Saviola scoring in like kind of like an indoor hall. Cause I think at the moment he's, well he was, he was contracted to Andorra, but I don't know if he's moved on from there now. But obviously he's playing in an indoor football. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I think the fact that he's actually in Diego save now and he's, he's actually doing the business, I think, up front, isn't he? Yeah. Um, but yeah, dream signing. Um, I know another reason why he, he chose Al Ali was because he, um, it had a history of mixing South American players with Arabic players in um, Libya. But also I think it sold for Diego when he found out the team actually has an eighty thousand seater stadium.
0: Yeah, seen the football
1: um, there see those shit there. <laughs> <laughs> True, yeah. It's that little um li- that little shitty anchor formation he does. No, to be fair, to he's changed
0: them. that this year. He's um using a narrow control in four uh one Using two shadow strikers and then ganch behind uh, deep line forward. Mm,
1: Sexy Mendoza.
0: Yeah, that's it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Right, so I'm guessing we're heading to Europe or maybe Asia, depending on where we go. What's next, then?
0: Well, um, I thought we could cover both under one, going to Newton FM in Russia. He's um, doing a bit of a Hall of Fame challenge, where he's trying to top as many Hall of Fames in as many nations as he can. He started off in Switzerland, then he went to Belgium, and now he's in Russia, with Spice so, Out Moscow.
1: <laughs> so we're not doing an Asian save?
0: Well, Russia covers both.
1: <laughs> not really.
0: Well, my daughter's got a picture of the world up on the wall, and Russia's waiting for the top of China. So it's basically Asia.
1: <laughs> Forget this. Um, carry on talking about Nugen then. So, what's he done at Spartak?
0: Well, he's won Lose at Zion in Switzerland before he moved on to Belgium, where he got sacked with Loki Ren.
1: <laughs> Loki Ren? <laughs> uh, low uh The Middle East, more of an un, un
0: sound rather than an E. That's it. That's what I meant. Okay. All right. I've right. got you anyway. <laughs> Cheers, sir. He, um, well, he said he mapped that up by having too many signings into grit. So now he went to Asia to uh, manage Spartak Moscow. Right. I, I'm not. Firstly, I'm not rising to the jests about Asia and Moscow. And um, let's talk more just about Nugent. Has he won anything there? Yeah, he's won three straight league titles, and he's playing a four-two-three-one. Um, he's sent over his tactic as well, and he's got shorter passing on the go. He works the ball into the box. His current best player is also a midfielder, which is Argentina. Um Carlos Fernandez, who he signed for Boca for three point three million, and he plays them on the centre midfield support role. He's great.
1: Yeah, a lot of love for the um centre midfields, either attacking or supporting, isn't there, this year? Um yeah. Yeah, well done um, well done New Gen FM. Um so you've covered the bare minimums of the Americas, Africa's, Europe's and Asia. Do you have anything from Oceana? Have I? <laughs> okay. I think that concludes this part of the pod. Um,
0: well, would you? Um, I just wanted to. Have a... Sorry, Tony. Would you be interested in um, doing a bit of a more of a sot save? I know you in Argentina, but would Mexico or Libya interest you? Um,
1: Mexico doesn't interest me. I, I know, obviously, you'd think obviously the Argentine connection there would be would be quite interesting. They do sign a lot of players, and they've got a lot of money that league. But I just think the fact that they're in the since the North American basically continental competitions. Um it kind of is a bit of a turn off for me because mm. I would imagine it after a while it's quite easy to exercise a, don- a dominance on that league. Yeah. Um I quite like the fact that they used to be part of Copa Libertadores and I thought that was a really interesting um competition they had with obviously the Brazilian clubs and the Argentine clubs. So yeah, it would a- it would attract me for perhaps one or two seasons I'd imagine um but i wouldn't i wouldn't really want to do a one club save there if i'm honest um africa is always an interesting one i think one of the reasons why i like diego saves he does he does it he, he breaks away from the norm and he goes and tries some exotic uh, league far away um again i'm a bit apprehensive obviously you've got to download a custom database um and you know you can run into issues with an incomplete database or things going wrong perhaps with the competitions um, but you know, hats off to Diego what he's done there. And you know, I was gripped last year with his United Emirates save, and this year as well in Libya, I'm gripped as well. So I'd like to say I would do it, but it's this that leap of faith. I'm kind of I take the the leagues out of the box from FM and use them. Um, and I suppose Nugen, he's kind of does the Hall of Fames he kind of likes a journeyman doesn't he i think he's quite yeah. known for that um again i think yeah I, I kind of like journeymans in the sense of doing one or two clubs maybe over a career but i don't have the i don't know if it's the opposite of a detention span. i kind of take too too long in one club to doing <laughs> things um whereas i know nujin can kind of like he can go for a season quite quickly and move on to the next club um and there's no right or wrong way to play fm uh, no. that's the way he plays and i you know, it's quite good to see his journey from, obviously, uh, Switzerland and then, you know, ruining his reputation in Belgium quite embarrassingly. Yeah. I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> well, and then, a, obviously...
0: It'd be interesting to see how many of fames he tops in the end.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I can imagine that kind of challenge is, is kind of gripping and it's always in his mind to, you know, win more trophies, get to the next league and stuff. And, you know, hats off to him for doing it. Um so I, th- I think answering the question, Dan, do any of them attract me slightly, but, you know, not this year, maybe no. next year, I don't know. Well, I mean, what about I, you?
0: Well, you said you raised a point about um, the extra link d- updates and add-ons and stuff, which um, obviously I fell foul to on FM17 in Bolivia, if you remember, whereas um, I couldn't actually, even though I qualified for the uh, um, Libs in the uh, Cup of South America, the game sort of created a bug where it wouldn't actually let me play the games and after two yeah. after two years I just sort of gave up on the same because I was dominating domestically but couldn't actually play on the continent so I mean that is sort of the issues you do sort of take a gamble with but I know Diego does yeah. a lot of homework and himself on the updates and ads so more players, correct players, he does his research and stuff so whereas with um mm-hmm. With Mexico do you know what it really appeals to me, but the fact that they're not in a copper lives puts me off same as yourself yeah i am looking at serve yeah. save and i think i think to myself oh, i loved it. i think it was a place I like to manage i looked at it for maybe an f m nineteen same for example, but the copper lives does put me off not being in that because it, like you say it could potentially be too easy to dominate and I do like to try and have a challenge um, a yeah. journeyman save so I've done plenty of them in the, over the years and I've had great fun with them but I um, don't know about yourself but obviously as you get a bit older your time gets a bit more restricted and I think um, a journeyman's day is something you've got to have a lot of time to do because you've got to be able to get through seasons quick to build up that repetition because like what did you complete last year eight seasons?
1: Um, I think I got to nine or ten but yeah. then well, that, that's not, not half enough of time. those years I was just holidaying so
0: yeah it's not enough time really to build up a rep to move up enough in the journeyman's safe, really. Yeah. So I mean, I, I, but I do really find them all interesting to follow. I mean, you know, I love reading about them and listening to them and keeping up to date with them.
1: Yeah, we'll share um the guys later on when we when we close the pod. Um, I did actually have one um, discussion point on this subject, which I I asked you to pose a question to each FMO we spoke to, and that question was. Um, what is the one piece of advice you'd give when managing in a new league? Did you get any answers?
0: Yeah, all um, you got back to me. Um, serves so mainly enjoy it. Get out of your comfort zone and push yourself to learn the new rules and new leagues.
1: Yep, yep. YOLO. Uh, like anything in life is only worth um, doing it if you enjoy it. So I'd agree with that. What about Diego in Africa?
0: Diego was a bit more detailed with his response. He was saying that you should learn about the nation itself, like who the big clubs are who produces the best new gens um where the league has mainly domestic players and international players especially like you said with his save he's learned that they do yeah. have like different types of players and that's what's attracted to him people learn more about that sort of thing you get that sort of idea to follow a a bit of a backstory yeah um he also said he uses wikipedia Transfermarkt, and uh, youtube when starting out with a new country
1: yeah Transfermarkt's interesting um I use that mainly at the start of when I'm thinking about a new, a new league and I'll often go there and look at the historical transfers mainly to see really what is the type of players nationality-wise that league's bringing in because so you, you can easily see ins and outs between clubs and leagues. Um, so that's an interesting site. I often get lost on that, to be honest. I'll, I'll go looking for a particular player and then um, you know, 20 minutes later I'll be looking at South Korean player values or something stupid like that.
0: Um, <laughs>
1: But yeah, that, uh, that, that's good advice from Diego. Um, and Nugent?
0: Um, Nugent said that what he would recommend doing is check all the rules of the league and player registration, like the amount of foreigners you can have, for example. Um, I do think that's useful advice because people do get caught out, you do see it often, and people say they brought too many foreigners and they can't register them.
1: Yeah, totally. Um, you know, it's one of the reasons why I... I wrote a guide on Argentina because of the amount of rules and differences between European leagues um, just to help out other people and also myself when I was writing it. I know people like um, Mike called in to FM. Um, he did one for Colombia. Yeah. Um, I think we'll plug these uh, for our Twitter account when we finish the pod. Yeah. Um, but yeah, not to get stuck out, you need to know the rules. Um, so it's a good, it's a good one. Um, on to us, Dan. Did, did you have anything you wanted to add? Because I know you've had a save in Turkey for the first time this year in FM
0: yeah yeah. Um, my tip would be when you move to a new country in a new league is to check the reputation of the league and then see where the teams are around you and mainly below you so it gives you sort of a realistic market for players that you could potentially buy and who would be interested in moving up the reputation leagues and then also gives you an idea of a similar calibre of teams um, Yeah. as all the other guys mentioned research was crucial I mean, before I started my save in Turkey in 2018 and um, Bolivia in 2017, I literally spent hours researching the nation, the levels, um, clubs, who my rivals would be, um, different setups and structures and facilities at different clubs. I even watched some Turkish football before I started, just to get a sort of indication of all the different formations that teams play in real life. Um, Obviously, this was a bit harder to do with Bolivia but I did manage to watch about some of the national team games which helped in my club and country save. <laughs> so
1: so watching the Bolivian national team helped you go seven years without winning with them.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Very funny, yeah. Okay. Um, well, also I asked for a bit of knowledge in the community. Um, the FM community has a lot of knowledgeable people in and even just other, other people sort of connected to it. Um, before I started I messaged at gala underscore f-u-t um, East turkish he supports Gala and Tassari, and we um, just had a general chat with him like him what the leagues are like what I could expect clean place for manager as well um, he sort of told me give me a few tips if you, about sort of things I can expect in um, the finances what sort of teams to watch out for um, any rivalries and um I also spoke to Chris Darwin. He recommended I look at Altidu, um, for potential youth players because he got a great youth setup in there in the league below. And um, I signed my goalkeeper from there, and he's been my number one for a few years. He's cracking. I've just signed so him. Wait, it just
1: to say that Chris Darwin actually gave some good advice.
0: Well, he was due, you know. Okay, yeah, about, <laughs> yeah,
1: twenty years overdue. Yeah, yeah okay,
0: but he was due one. But um, I also. So, um, just bought a new gem from there as well, and it's cracking, and it is, obviously you don't want to, um, take too, too many of the new gems, because you want to keep the league strong, but when, the, like a hot one comes, like the one I've just signed, you can see it in my channel on Slack, that you, I have to buy him, and then, and, um, it was the same before I started my Bolivia save, so I spoke to Diego Mendoza, mentioned above, and, um, he recommended some players, and, um, Bruno Miranda was one of them and he turned out to be the, my best ever player in Bolivia for club and country scored hundreds of goals so that really helped I spoke to Vincent Guzman as well he knows a lot about the whole South America he offers some great advice and I, I do, it's sort of turned full circle now because I've had a few people messaging me after seeing my save and asking me about Turkey and whether it's a good place to manage what they can expect and it does work like that everyone sort of helps each other
1: Bloody hell. There's, there's hope for us all then that if you can become an, a knowledgeable expert on Turkish football, wow. um, never say never.
0: <laughs> <laughs> is there anything you want to add, to any to this competition?
1: Um, I think everything we've discussed has is, is been worthwhile, definitely, in getting terms and getting to grip with a new league. I think all those advices from Serv, Diego, Nujin, and yourself, I think it all helps. Um, for me, I would say ground yourself in the history of the country and or the club that you have decided to choose. Um, And to do that, for me, that usually means reading. So that would be books, articles, or even just match reports, just to get a familiarity of the league. Um, And that's actually really interesting if you want to replicate a certain team or style of football from football history. and in fact, just by starting out reading about a country's football can help you choose a team. And that was a bit like me with Estudiantes. Obviously, reading about Argentina football, Argentina, and the Argentine football leagues, um, Estudiantes always kind of uh, stuck out as a team to be for the flavour of the football I wanted to use, um, that bastard style. So <laughs> they stood out for me. Um, so my advice would be just to is broadly read. Um, but more specifically read about the country and the league and the history uh, because that can be the springboard of many ideas within your save and not just the tactic or the team to be. It can also just set your challenges or the parameters of how you want to manage your club in the save. Um, so you could kind of read about Japanese football and you could discover that they they recruit a lot of Brazilian players since the late 90s and that could be, okay, I want to continue that. But then alternatively, you could choose a club in a league that has never had a South American player in there, and you might wanna then suddenly, as part of your manager's backstory or the, the fictional takeover in your mind, that's what you wanna do. So, um, I think reading is really the key for me. Um, and it just makes FM interesting. So, Dan, um, let's wrap up the pod. Um, is there anything you want to plug or share or
0: well, where can um, we find you? You you can find me on Twitter at um, Dgear86. I'm also on Slack. I've got my own channel, which is Welcome to Caspi Pass. Um, the podcast is at Grass and Gear, which is Grass and Gear on Twitter. Give
1: that a follow. Give it a follow.
0: Yeah, give it a follow because um, I give you updates on when we're going to release and stuff. Um, we've also got a um, Slack channel on the same name. Um, we will plug all the guys we mentioned on the Twitter and and in the Slack channel so people can catch up on it and what about you Tony how can can we get here
1: Um, so on Twitter I'm at fm underscore grasshopper and I also have a Slack channel which is um, fm grasshopper I'm also a YouTuber and a streamer but it's once in every blue blue moon to be honest Um, most of my stuff is written and that's over my website that's fmgrasshopper.com
0: that's brilliant. Right then, Tony. Well, thanks to everyone for listening to us on our episode one of the podcast. And I hope you enjoyed Grass and Gear.
1: Yeah, cheers, guys. Thanks for listening. Yeah, see you again. Cheers, bye.
0: Bye.